0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Borealis Experience. I'm so happy to be spending some time with you today. And today we'll be talking about your financial health. Enjoy this interview. I announced it on Facebook the other day that I want to talk about financial health. I feel financial health is something that gets neglected all too often when it comes to mental health and our overall um, well-being so I met David a couple weeks ago and he shared with me that he just became a financial coach so I don't believe in coincidences I think the universe brought him to us today he will share with us a little bit um, what um, inspired him to become a financial coach And maybe a little bit of his experiences with his own finances without going too much into detail. What I learned when I moved to North America here is that people are inclined to spend way more money than they own. Um, It's always the huge truck, the huge mortgage, the holidays, um, everything paid with credit card. And um, yeah, not really thought of how are we going to pay it off. Um, so maybe he are not the kind of person who easily spends money. But if you know somebody or if you are that person, then this is for you. So welcome, David Lee, today. Thank you so much for taking some time to be with us. And can you explain a little bit what a financial coach um, is uh, learning to become a financial coach and what do you offer to your clients? How does it look like?
1: Well, sure. I really appreciate you having me on, Aurora. And so what a financial coach does is basically I would be creating a budget, a customized budget for my clients. And figuring out where they are financially and helping them to see how they can pay off any debts that they have and start to build wealth.
0: Mm. Okay, so from minus, from the red numbers into the green numbers.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and so a lot of the problem is a lot of people have debt from just from everything. I mean, starting from student loans, which is where I came from, and then just mounds of consumer debt because our whole society tells us that we need debt and we need we need stuff. Yeah. Because what their job is to do is to sell us stuff, whether it's you know trucks or vacations, experiences, or just things—a bigger house, bigger car—and and I think they've done a very good job at at selling all that to us.
0: hmm hmm And I remember last time we talked on the phone, you mentioned someone. It was some celebrity who had lost um, like a significant amount of money, but it still didn't make him a poor fella. He was still one of the richest people ever. But to lose money is so um, tightly, um, how do you say, um, affecting our well-being. Like people can really go through depression when they feel they can't get out of debt. Um, would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. I think a lot of times our identity is wrapped up in that. Yeah. And whether, we, you know, see who we are by the things that we own or just a specific status that we hold. A lot of times if that gets shaken, you know, what are, what are we left to define who we are?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's very scary. And I mean, our whole society like you said, is build on money. Like you have to have that job, pay the bills. And also if you lose your job and you're left with bills and you were always good with not having debt and all of a sudden you're struggling with paying your bills, it's like a huge stress factor. Um, so you came from a very different um, job. You came from um, engineering. Right. And I did, yeah. That um, to do these studies, it costs a lot of money. How was it for you as a student to? I mean, I guess you Americans, you know from the get go that you have to pay um, a significant amount to get a degree. Um, Are you being taught how to deal with the debt after you? graduate, though?
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because that's the big problem. Yeah. People are never really taught how to handle money. I mean, when I was a kid, I came from a, a pretty good family, middle-class family, and, but they never taught me how to handle money. Yeah. Uh, taught me how to balance a checkbook, but that was it. So when I was 18 and going off to college, I signed for these giant student loans, and it was just like all of a sudden I had tons of money. You know, $8,000 in my checking account, and what are you going to do that semester? Yeah. And so I graduated school. I had been in and out of school because at first I went through engineering school, found out it was hard, and dropped out for a couple years. Ended up going back to school and finishing with a different degree. I actually finished with a, a recreation degree, Parks mm-hmm. and Rec. Uh, went back a couple years after that to finish up a engineering associates.
0: Yeah.
1: And so 2004, I had my associates and my bachelor's, and I also had about $32,000 in debt.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. And so I never really took my loans seriously until about 2009, when uh, I was working with a, a food ministry. And I told her I had student loans, you know, at this point, and she asked me, how much I had. And I told her, and then she asked me how much I was paying per month. And I told her and she said, you're going to have those loans for the rest of your life. And I re- she was right. And so I figured I had to do something. So I started searching around and I had one buddy that had some kind of computer program that was going to help me pay off my loans. And uh, I wasn't quite sure about it because it cost like a thousand or $1,500. Another buddy of mine introduced me to, to Dave Ramsey and his Financial Peace University course. Mm-hmm. And it sounded good. it was $100, I think, for the course. I ended up taking that. And that's the first time I really learned about how money works. Hmm. Everything that was just a bunch of ideas and philosophies, right? The same thing that they tell us every time, save for your future, get out of debt. You know, we know all this stuff. The thing is, a lot of people just don't do it or they don't know how to do it.
0: Exactly. That's... Um, I found that close to being cruel to to throw a young human being right into debt after hustling through college or university like what kind of start into the work like the mindset that you have when you start the work life your work uh um how do you say routine is oh i'm i have to pay off these debts first because they're going to cripple me for the rest of my life otherwise and it's not oh i'm working towards having a business or growing it's it's first no i'm a slave to the system and i find it so mean that yeah there's no course nothing provided for the students to help them to get out of it as fast as possible You found something, but it was because you woke up and and you were interested in it. There might be people with a different mindset, with the mindset, oh, I'm avoiding stuff that scares me and that I don't know how to deal with. And those people, like I was taught right when I got to Canada, you cannot run away from, from taxes and from student loans ever. Taxes I knew from Germany, but student loans, I didn't know that. It was such a huge part of um, young people's life here. So very intense.
1: Yeah, that's totally true. I mean, what you said about being a slave to your debt, and that's one of the main verses that that they talk about in financial peace is Proverbs 22, 7. The debtor is slave to the lender. Mm -hmm. And um, And so you're just really a slave to those loans that you've taken out. Yeah. And so... It, every, everybody always says that it makes sense to take out loans because you're going to make more money in your career. But the fact is, a lot of people don't even graduate college, which I didn't the first time. Yeah. I believe it's 40 people who, who attend college don't graduate. Yeah. So they might have $30,000, $50,000 in student loans and no degree. But just like you were saying, yes, you start off on the negative side of things just going into your first career. Yeah. And in six months loan payments that are going to come due
0: yeah well and to start a business you have to loan money right it's not yeah it's uh it's not logic at all to me um so you just started taking on clients how how was it like your first encounter is it like you expected your job to be or or this experience to be or is it a little more trickier? Or can you see that people are very different-minded and to, to reach them sometimes can be tricky? Or was it, was it pretty easy going so far?
1: Well, it's definitely a challenge. And I've coached people just kind of on my own. Um, I've talked to people before about saving for the future and investing for retirement. But as far as when you start talking to somebody about their personal finances... It's a taboo subject in America. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how it is in Canada, but people just don't talk about money mm-hmm. or how much. To take. And so to initiate the conversation can be a bit of uh, troublesome.
0: Yeah. So to speak. Yeah.
1: But um, I mean, there's a lot to finances and to guide somebody when they really don't have any kind of background. It's just like I have so much to t- them. You can't do it all in just a one-hour session. So yeah. normally I tell people it's maybe a three- or a six-month session time period, um, an hour every month. But there's just so much wrapped up in it. You know, when you talk about finances, it's not just debt. It's insurance, life insurance, health insurance, retirement, investments. It's all kinds of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot to cover, but it is so important to start addressing it in order for people to be um, you say literate like to to know their stuff Um, to not turn a blind eye to something that might be challenging your ego because you don't know nothing about it is uh is not the solution what would be your dream um client maybe so to say or do you have an age group that you're targeting Or is it people from all kinds of backgrounds that that you would like to work with because you're just starting out? Like maybe you have um, dreams or ideas there or where you see a need more than like maybe for young people, more than for older people?
1: Well, my ideal client is somebody who has debt, consumer debt or student loan debt. Um, I would imagine the age range is anywhere from 20s to 30s to 40s. Um, could be any age range really though but somebody who has been in debt for a long time and is just tired of it you know the saying is they're sick and tired of being sick and tired Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody doesn't exactly have any investments or if they do you know it'd be something that um i don't know they're just not set up right but my job would be to just take all their finances and basically streamline the process Mm -hmm. so it could be most any person, just, just trying to figure out where their budget is and how to make it work best for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. And do you only work with uh, U.S. citizens or can you work internationally?
1: I could certainly work internationally because, I mean, after all of this stuff with, uh, with COVID, a lot of stuff has gone virtual. Mm-hmm. So all I need basically is some form to communicate with, which either – video or over the phone and then some form of payment and using venmo and paypal would be just an easy way to do that
2: Mm
0: -hmm. well that's awesome yeah because we have listeners from all over the world here in case they want to reach out and and get some advice from you um that's wonderful no i think what like the path you are choosing is um so critical so important and like very very timely Um, because maybe you have been affected uh, by COVID. Um, I don't know how your life looked like before, but mine was certainly um, affected deeply and my work. Um, And I know I'm not the only person, like a lot of people lost their jobs and don't have any income, but still bills to pay. Um, How was it? Around where you live, were people heavily affected by COVID or not so much?
1: Well, I think it's all about the same. You know, there's a lot of people out of work and a lot of people struggling with debt still. Yeah. And I just, you'll encounter the same thing all over the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's still like very restricted right now?
1: It's getting less so. And yeah. I think the thing is, a lot of people are just kind of getting tired of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, there is obviously a pandemic out there, but I don't think it's as drastic as people say it is. I actually got sick December 23rd, and for four days it, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. After the fourth, you know, it was pretty much just I had a nagging cough, and that was about it. Mm-hmm. And so our state, Virginia, has actually had a a whole lot of restrictions placed on it. There's a lot of other states in the U.S. that aren't as restrictive,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but our has limited the groups that can get together, and a lot of events have been canceled because of it. And so we're starting to see some signs of it getting better now and and those regulations loosening up, but it's just going to take some more time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Here, too. If you had one or two, let's start with one, advice um, for a student who didn't have the chance to win the lottery or a scholarship, who's coming out of university with that huge bag of debt, what would you recommend them to do, first thing, second thing, third
1: Well. If they've already been through school and they have debt, the most important thing is to, is to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a study done of 10,000 millionaires. Uh, it's in the book. Uh, what was the book? Um, Everyday Millionaire by Chris Hogan. Mm-hmm. They studied 10,000 millionaires and asked them how they made their millions, how they got rich. And the biggest thing was to get out of debt and stay out of debt. And so if they're coming out of school you know, I'd encourage them to take on a second and a third job and work as quickly as they can to pay off that debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as they get rid of that, hopefully in, the, in a year or two, uh, then they can actually start building wealth.
0: okay. Yeah. And that job would be in their field that they studied or just any kind of job?
1: Oh, we're, They're gonna be looking for anything. Whether it's in their study or out of their study, you know, go buy a lawnmower and start cutting lawns, pick up a rake, start raking leaves, Yeah, go work at the Starbucks or anywhere just to make extra money. hmm Because it's not, and what I've discovered too is, I mean, I've done all kinds of crazy jobs in the past, and it's not that you need to make a ton of money. It's that you need to make money consistently. And all those little amounts are going to add up. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. I mean, I've been working uh, with Uber Eats doing food delivery Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make money. But if I'm working an extra 20 hours a week, I can get $1,500 to $2,000 a month.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, what you're saying is that don't underestimate the the small jobs that you can do in between jobs. And um, those numbers will add up and also be aware of how you spend your money, maybe like. Keep it to groceries and housing, and don't be too extravagant. Um,
1: yeah, totally. And that's another big thing too is the budget.
0: Yeah,
1: household has to have a budget. And some people say, "Well, I don't make enough money to, to have a budget." But the truth is that the household has money in it, and mm-hmm. there's two arrows: one into the budget, one that goes out of the budget. Mm-hmm. So is figure out where that money needs to go and work with it and do it on purpose on paper every month mm-hmm. every month budget write it out and then stick to the budget yeah and the great thing is it doesn't really limit you you can put whatever you want to in the budget but the thing is you have to stick to it
0: mm-hmm. no very very good no i think that's Great advice, and and with those, yeah, little jobs that add up to to a good a month, uh, a good amount monthly. Um, that's something, yeah. Maybe you have to cramp your style a little bit. Your ego, you know, your ego, who is saying no? I'm not going to deliver food. I'm not going to mow the lawn. But if there is a need, and um, If you have the willingness, then you will always find people um, who want to pay for your services, and then you pay off your debt with that little bit of money that adds up. That makes total sense. Wonderful. Very, very good. Is there anything you would like to to add um, at the end here? Any advice or anything that you've learned um, about money that maybe surprised you that you were absolutely not aware of when you went through your coaching program?
1: I think the most important thing is to pay attention to it. In my, in my whole adult life, I never really took my student loans seriously. Mm-hmm. And what you were talking about earlier is when people just kind of ignore their their debt. And I've been there, I've done that and a lot of times it can be shame or embarrassment lack of knowledge or just procrastination but the truth is it's not going to go away unless you actually face it Mm -hmm. Uh, writing it out is is the first realization to this is an issue that i have and i need to solve it Mm so i guess most importantly don't ignore it and attack it as fast as you can and get it out of your life Mm -hmm. because you're going to have to pay Either sooner or later. And like you were saying, student loans, student loans aren't bankruptable. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: even if somebody gets in trouble and they try to get rid of their debts that way, that's the one kind of loan that you can't get rid of ever. You have it for life. Mm -hmm. And so my recommendation is just to take care of it as soon as you can, get it out of your life and start getting on the positive end of earning interest instead of having to pay it.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Very, very good. Um, how can people find you? Do you have a Facebook page, or is it just word by mouth, mouth by word? I do.
1: It's my own personal Facebook page right now. I'm kind of hard to find, but I am going to put up a business page. Yeah. Uh, still working. Um, I believe I'm going to make it uh, debt free forever. It'll be yeah. the Facebook business page. Get that up and running.
0: Yeah that's very very cool so we'll keep in touch and you will let me know as soon as that page is up and running because i know i'd be interesting interested to to find out what you can maybe give for advice and tips and and people could just yeah message you and ask you questions or make appointments to make it like i feel you are like a a flashlight shining onto uh, a space, a shadow that most of us all are trying to never shine any light (laughs) because it's so uncomfortable. Um, If you sit there and suddenly see those numbers, it is scary. It freaks some people out. And if they can contact you and, and talk to a person who is very calming and soothing, then it makes the stress um less and then yeah people can feel more confident in attacking that that little beast called money or debt um is there anything you would like to add before i wrap up or do you feel we covered everything regarding finance kind of like
1: we touched the surface of all this stuff um Uh, What I've gotten into lately is, is retirement, you know, and you can't start contributing to your retirement until you get that debt out of the way. Mm -hmm. But the sooner you get to that, you know, the better off it's going to be. If anyone has any questions for me, I'm more than welcome to just talk with them and uh, give them a complimentary comment see if they make a good client see if we're a good fit. Mm -hmm. And now they can find me through your page or once I get that business page up and running, they can go through that too.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, David. And um, I'm sure we'll keep in touch and maybe do a second episode here soon. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Borealis Experience and David Lee on my show today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel it's very crucial to take money, your financial health, into account when it comes to your well being. All right, take good care of yourself, and I'll be out there very soon again for you. Bye bye.